When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, people? Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another Forever Arsenal podcast with the lads, Jordan, Lee and James. Hope everyone is all good and well out there. I know Lee went to the game last night and he said that a, a good few of you stopped him and asked him when the next one is out. Listen, love for the love, people, because ever since we brought this onto YouTube, the love has been mad. Um, it's gone up nowhere in the comments section when people see us in real life and, you know, people stop us and we love it. We love it. Apparently, the, the guy that stopped D yesterday said James was his favourite. Oh. <laughs> well, was anyone surprised? Well, yeah, me. I was shocked. I dropped my phone. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I, I goes out to this get this guy. We've got the video. And uh, I said, to, he comes up to me going, oh, I absolutely love you, Lee. Like, love the forever Arsenal. So I thought I'd ask the question. So I said, uh, <laughs> who's your favourite then? I was <laughs> like, gleaming. And he went, oh, James B. <laughs> <laughs> I said, see you later. You know, I'm mean, with you. You know what I mean? So, uh, nah, but great, thank great. you very much to. I've got this warm feeling that that people like James. You know what I mean? I love it. Like, you know. Any love for me, Lee? Any comments? Yes, there was one there? for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, actually, like, you know, someone did. Um, what, I want to say something to Jordan. So I, put <laughs> I bet he did. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he he wasn't at me with the uh, Edison quote. So I said, look, look none of us were. Like, you know, like, you know, so, uh, yeah. so, the incredible that, thing, there was a lot of love for Sheroy. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's quite concerning. <laughs> yeah, someone said um, their favourites were just Sheroy, Turkish and, and James. That's oh, the new... Yeah. That's wow. the new show. That sounds like wow. someone with their head screwed on, I'll tell you that. <laughs> wow. Well, children, like, you know what I mean? I think we should go on our own, mate. Like, let's do I think we should. One, like, you know what I mean? But, you know, <laughs> I think we should. Let them have Jordan. what they want. Let, 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 let the people have what they want, uh, Jordan. That's what I say. Oh, bring that to Lee Judges TV because right here it's all four of us, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we have qualified from the Europa League and we got the win, a 1 0 win at home to Zurich. Made harder work of it than what it really should have been. But at the end of the day, it's the Europa League group stage. And what it's about is it's about getting through. And this season in particular, it's about getting through on top of the table. Because as we saw with Man United finishing second, they are playing another two games before the round that we jump back into. And those two games are going to be um, home and away against the Champions League dropouts. I'm going to go through some of the teams that are included in that. But before we do, let's touch in on the game a little bit. I think this podcast is going to be more around the Chelsea game coming up, then the Zurich game, because it was more, more or less a formality. It was just about where we're going to finish first and second. And we finished first. Jordan, let me start with you. What did you make of it all? 1-0 win. Um, talk to me. 1-0 win, job done, move on. Um, uh, you know my views on cup competitions. I don't care about performances. Cups are always about wins for me. Just win the game and go through. Had to win to cement uh, top spot, and we've done that. As you mentioned there, Turkish United have to navigate not only a potential tricky tie against a, a European giant, but it's it's two more games in a, in a season that, you know, if you can play as few games as possible, it's going to be, I think, of a benefit this year. So 
to avoid that um, was 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 the was the number one priority. We've done that. Um, I didn't watch the game. I didn't get to go to the game, and I didn't watch it. I'm not gonna lie. I just saw the goals um, late last night. But I, I don't really care about the performance. Performance is, is for the league, for the cup. Just win. We got the job done. Um, no standout performances. I know Teeny's getting quite a bit of praise. I thought Teeny was good. Um, I don't think he was quite as good as everyone's making him out to be, but I think he was good. Um, I love the pass from Reese Nelson that set through Ben White for the cutback that led to the goal. That was a really nice pass from from Nelson. Didn't do too much else, but I'm not going to overanalyze this game too much because, like I said, I don't really care for the performance. We've got the win. We're through. Yeah, I'm pretty much, I feel along the same lines, if I'm honest with you. We're just about getting the job done. Lee's nodding. James, thoughts? <clears throat> yeah, I saw a great tweet from Tim Stillman, actually. He was saying, he's basically listing a handful of uh, Europa League group stage games over the last six years that he can remember for whatever reason. Maybe one of them, one or two of them because they were particularly bad. But the point he was making is you're not going to remember these. And he's absolutely right. And I was trying to think back to some Europa League ties. I remember that one against Victoria away or something when we lost, uh, we drew 1-1. And it was the time we wondered whether Emery was going to keep his job and, and we lost to Frankfurt. But generally, yeah, I, I can't really remember them. So ultimately, why stress? over performances too much. I actually thought for 60, 70 minutes, the performance was fine. I thought from kind of minute 10 for the rest of the second half, uh, for the rest of the first half, I actually thought we were pretty good. Um, but, you know, we didn't get that second goal. And so you're naturally going to have a bit of a nervy ending. And I think that was reflected in some of the subs Arteta made. He felt the need to try and get Partey and Saka on to get it sealed. But uh, yeah, again, job done. Five wins and, and one defeat out of six in the Europa League uh, and yeah, job done. It's actually crazy when you've already won four games that it kind of, it shows how well PSV did actually to kind of keep pace that we needed to win that final game despite largely having a, a pretty good group stage, but yeah, got it done. And we finished first, which yeah, proves important. Got it done. You mentioned that, you know, after to to fling on a few of the big names and, and I, I don't know, you know, whether Tommy Asu falls into those big names considering he started the last um, few Premier League games in the left-back position, but he obviously hobbled off after coming on, which is unfortunate. Um, I, I don't know if Tierney took a knock as well, but I know Tomiyasu definitely had something wrong with him. He looked angry coming off the pitch. But with Zinchenko on the bench and Zinchenko coming back in, that's what the depth's for. Lee, what did you make of it all? Yeah, listen, it was a poor game. And, and to be honest, every game in the East Europa League ain't been very good, is it? Like you know, and, But that really matters. We've all we've all alluded to it's about getting the results listen i think we made seven or eight changes yesterday you ain't going to get um the co continuity that you you're going to get from from the from the first team that's playing regular week in week out uh, so you know that that that's it for me it was all about getting the result got nervy in the end i'm going to be honest i, I um, didn't give uh, zurich as much respect as i thought they were i thought they were a better side than what i you know i, I remembered them um, played really well. Weren't until uh, Mikel said after his press conference that they changed managers, and since then they've improved. So I didn't didn't know that. Didn't really keep an eye on that. And and so they were definitely a, a more improved and much better side than what we took on in the first game. But ultimately, got the job done. Everybody got through a pit apart from Tommy yeah, so I don't really know what happened there. Um, so that's it's a big blow because you want all your players back. But good to see Elneny back. Uh, two mm. weeks too late, as far as I was concerned, because straight away slots in that position there, and and I feel a little bit more more secure if Thomas Part is not about if he's there because he can come in and do the job for 
one or two games and I thought he was neat and tidy yesterday in his play. I don't really look at, again, it's, it's hard to judge players that are, that are coming in and trying to make their Arsenal careers. You know, you look at Eddie yesterday, found it difficult. So did Lukonga. But, you know, it is very, very harsh for to say to him, right, you've got to go out there and perform when there's so many changes and all that, like, you know. But listen, I didn't know what, uh, I forgot what I'd score I'd done like yesterday. I didn't know if I'd done 2-0 or 3-0. Um, I couldn't remember. I couldn't get service in the, um, in, in the, uh, in the crowd. I'm pretty sure I'd done 3-0, but I thought it might be 2-0. But I didn't know what everybody else had. But I definitely knew, definitely knew no one had 1-0. So when it went 1-0, I thought, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> Kicks me top like the Arsenal. So I was happy with that, like, you know. It might yeah. be some... Sorry, go, no, you got Turkish. You go. No, no, go on, go on. I was going to say, it might be a small point, but it's a clean sheet as well. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a boring old fart, but clean sheets to me matter. Um, if it won the game 4-2, again, my earlier point is about winning the game. But I think clean sheets are really, really important to me. I echo Lee's point about El Nene. I'm so glad he's back. He is, for me, the ultimate squad player. I think he's one of the best squad players we've had in years in terms of he's not quite good enough for, for Arsenal's first eleven, but he's probably the best of the rest in terms of what he adds to the team. And, and just if we can get another year out of him at the levels that he was giving us last year, I think you have a massive role to play um, um, uh, this this season. Um, another thing as well, just, we discussed it before in previous pods, but still no goals for Jesus. Um, it's I think that's eight games now. Did you, think it, did you think it was the right decision to start him? I do. I do, actually. I do. I think the quicker we can get him a goal, the better. Um, I thought but it was a game. Doesn't it, doesn't it feel forced sometimes? Because I, I, I knew why we started him, but I felt like it just kind of... You're, Maybe I, I didn't see the the non-scoring as much of an issue because we've talked about the performances. But then obviously when he's being you know put in against the Zurich, you know why he's getting put in, and it kind of puts more pressure on the situation. Mm. Yeah, but you're the number nine. The, the, the yeah. pressure comes with being our main. You're, you're our marquee striker. So you know, I think the thinking was, you know, we should be able to get a goal against Zurich. Zurich are you know half decent side. It's not make they're not they're not. They're not some some you know they're not, they're not a crap crap team, but I think the thinking would have been ahead of Chelsea going into this World Cup period. If if you're going to get a goal against anyone at home to Zurich, I think Arteta would have thought that's the game you could probably get a goal. Um, so it's, it's it's becoming a little bit more concerning to me um, if if I'm honest. But um, but yeah, the, the bigger news for me was was El Nene back and looking comfortable. I, I think he did an hour. He got an hour under his belt, yeah. um, and, and that for me is is is, is big news for us because I think squad depth, in particular in that part of the pitch, is um is where is where I'm most concerned. So good to see him back. Hey, what, what did you predict? It was three one. You predicted right? I went three one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lee went three nil. James went two nil. I went four nil. We all went for something different. And none of us quite right, so <laughs> we, we, we continue moving. Let me just think. Only Jesus had buried that chance. <laughs> oh. On the subject, here is the table. Everyone got a point. You know, there's not much change there, if any at all. Lee's at the top, mm. 17. James is second, 16. I'm in third, 15 points. And Jordan in fourth place with 13 points. And listen, I want to apologise, people, because in previous episodes, I have said that this is available on Apple and Spotify and all of that. There's some technical difficulties that haven't allowed it to completely transfer across yet, but soon come people very blame soon. James. Available. <laughs> Jordan said blame James, but listen, it's not James. There's some truth to that. Messaging him. <laughs> What'd you say, James? 
I said there's some truth to that statement from Paul. But um, get on to him. No, we 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 have some um, we have some really exciting plans actually for this podcast generally, um, genuinely. Um, So actually, by the time you listen to this, it might be out on Apple and and Spotify as well. So we are working behind the scenes, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting times ahead for the podcast. Come on, and it's all because with the love and support we've we've seen from you guys out there, guys and girls out there in the comment section. Like I said, in real life, all around the the Forever Arsenal podcast has been welcomed, Jordan, and a bit of hate as well. But that adds that adds to the pot as well. We'll, we'll take it all. We'll take it all. We'll take it all. <laughs> and a bit of hate as well. But listen, every 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 good show right has to have a villain. If you think about it, like you know, <laughs> Dallas had Jr. You know what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> For the older generation, EastEnders had Nick Cotton and Nick Cotton, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and we've got Jordan, like, you know? so there you go. You, you know, what I mean? you got to have, you got to have I'll, Nick Cotton. I'll take it. I'll take I it. Out, I, I used you to be the villain of every show, man. I don't know. I don't know how this has all changed around. <laughs> it's true. You've got to be pretty, pretty miserable and bad if you're making Turkish look good. Sometimes, some, some, you make me look so good, Jordan. I love it. Me. I want to do everything with you. I can't lie, man. You might as well come join us on FTV every day. Go live with me. I'll, I'll be all right, mate. I'll be all right. I'll escape the wrath. But the, the funny thing is, I think it's you lot that are bringing me down. I did the Talk Is Cheap show last week. In the comments, all love. <laughs> oh, love. Lots of love. Jordan was great. Really interesting points. Yeah, I agree with Jordan. Get him back on. I come on here. You're not dragging me down. <laughs> dragging my name for the mud. But it's cool. It's all right. I'll, I'll be there. No, let me ask you one question about that show you did. Did you say Edison could play in midfield in that show? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. That's the one that's got him. That's the one that... <laughs> James, I gave some views on that show that were worse than that. <laughs> were no, than, just the temp- no. temperature a little bit. <laughs> and to be I clear, because people don't listen. And at your buddy last night, Lee, don't listen. I never said Edison was better than Zinchenko. I said, technically, one of the best players in the Man City squad. And I would rank him, technically, over Zinchenko. I say he's so better, than he's Zinchenko. better than Zinchenko. Zinchenko. technique. You don't have the Arsenal fan base. There's no going back. I'm, I'm, I'm done, aren't I? If, if, if he who I won't name can make a return, then there's hope for me, yeah, Lee, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Anyway, sorry. About Give it. it a couple of years. You'll turn full circle. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. What, what will happen is you, you'll storm off the podcast one day and three years later, <laughs> where everyone in the comments will just recognise you as actually the most important part of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> You come back we, in a shower scene like Bobby Ewing, like, you know what I mean? like <laughs> we need him back. I'm back. Like Jordan. <laughs> I can't see it. Uh, so we've got the Zurich talking. Um, like I said, it was pretty much a formality, and we got the job done. But were there, sorry, um, were there any other performances that people took notice of? I mean, I that he played well. Yeah, I thought Tierney, but then Jordan's going to piss me off by saying he was old. Nah. He wasn't poor. Oh, he, he only watched the highlights. Don't listen to him. Like, <laughs> that is true. Really that is true. That is true. That is true. That is true. Yeah, yeah but he was good. He was He, he was, was good, good Tierney. Yeah. And he's a good striker of a football, isn't he? I mean, brilliant he... goal. Tell you what, brilliant goal. We didn't really create too many chances last night. We needed a bit of magic, and he, he provided it. Like, And I thought he was like the shining point. And, and if I'll be honest... Um, Tommy Yasu's gone down now. I think it's a massive, massive gamble to chuck on Shinchenko on, on Sunday. So Tierney now looks like he's going to yeah. start, you know, so and probably Shinchenko coming on at some sort of stage. stage. But for me, you know, um, 
Uh, I, I don't know if I see it, but when Tommy Asfu was walking around, seeing he was laughing, I don't know if there's anything in that. Like, oh, my I'll God. stop <laughs> it. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. I'm just joking. joking. Right, you, right, right. you got people running away. They yeah, get those yeah, news, right, ag- right. news aggregators. We'll put it in. I, I see him hopping and skipping about. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know. And I heard actually heard Ben White shout out. You won't need your tracksuit, son. Can hear a lot from where you're sitting, Lee. Yeah, I hope, yeah, yeah. I hope he's all right, Tommy, because that, I mean, if that impacts his World Cup, which it looks like it might, I mean, that's a I real don't what, now, what happened to him? Does, does anybody know? Or? I think it was a muscle pull, I think. I think. He, he looked well, He looked very upset good. about it as well. You could see him talking it, to him. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. Well, a real shame. For, that's him out for till, till the World Cup, then he won't play in the next, next couple of games. He'd next have been good games, at the bridge. Maybe. I feel like he'd have been... Mm. A useful one at Stamford Bridge. What you can do quite a lot defensively as well. I think there'll be times we're going to go into that game in a sec. But, but that, this is the problem, isn't it? That. Bringing players on like that. You know, was there any? For me, I know like what people are going to say. Um, you know, um, yeah, we need to get the job done. But Cedric come on five minutes later and done really well. Why don't you just put Cedric on? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, just, I didn't really understand that move. That's my only down point with it. I think you know. I think it probably would have made more sense to put Cedric on. Since Tomiyasu's become an important member of the first eleven, um, and I know we debate whether Tierney should start or Tomiyasu should start when Zinchenko's been out, but Arteta's favoured favoured Tomiyasu and Cedric, who has had little game time. And and I know in the live chat yesterday when it was mentioned that you know maybe we should have brought Cedric on, people said we need to get the job done. Cedric is he's not a shit right back. He's he's okay. Yeah. I think he. I think it can be part of 11 that can get the job done towards the second half of last season. He was actually the one that stepped in for Tomiyasu and, and helped us in that position. And now, I'm not saying he's the best right back in the world, but what I'm saying is against Zurich at home, I don't think it would have made much difference had he flung on Cedric instead of Tomiyasu. But like James said, uh, well, like Lee said, he'll probably be out till the World Cup. But James, you know, there might be doubts around the World Cup now. And, and you could see how much that meant to him. And I think... And, and I, for his sake, I, I hope that he does return for it because um, it'd be a big moment for him in, in, in going to the World Cup, especially with Japan and, and you know, this mid-season World Cup and all. So we'll see how it goes with Tommy, but it kind of segues into the conversation of the Chelsea game. And James has already mentioned it. Um, was it James that mentioned it or was it Lee that mentioned it? That Depends. Was it, it a good point or not? Tierney will probably start on Sunday because Tommy yeah. has to and Zinch. Yeah, it was a good one. There you you can go. have that one, Lee. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> Very good point from me, that was, see? So yeah. there you go, like, you know. That's uh, some, some real genius. It's not all about you, James, because you've got favourites now. It's not all about you because you've become the fans' favourite. You know it's, I mean? gone like, yeah. it's gone, it's gone, it's gone to, to his head. It's gone to his head. Straight away, it's gone to his head, Jordan, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. All I'm saying is no one's ever come up to me and said, love that show you're in. Lee's my favourite. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah. That's because you're. That's because oh, you're always man. stuck in that studio, like you know what I mean, like yeah, <laughs> working on Spotify and things like that, which you're not doing. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, like yeah. that's harsh. That's harsh. <laughs> no, I'm not bitter oh. by this this comment. <laughs> oh. I didn't say it. Talk, talk no, to your no. friends. So what are we saying for that position Sunday then? Lee said Tierney. Um, I tend to agree considering Zinchenko's been out for a little while. But Arteta hasn't been shy in, in throwing back um, players that have been out with injury straight back into the fold. We saw it with Jacob in, in previous seasons. We saw it with Partey. 
um, in previous seasons and this one in, as well. We've saw it with Nene against Zuri. You know, I'm sure a lot of us didn't expect El Nene to start, considering he's been out for a little while. But Sunday, Zinchenko or Tierney, um, which one are we going with? Jordan? Um, hmm. I'd go Tierney. <clears throat> I would go Tierney. Um, I, I mean, I, I imagine Zinchenko won't be close to full fitness. Um and he's always a good weapon to kind of bring on off the bench. But I think that after the performance, maybe I'm being maybe I'm being a bit harsh on Tini's performance last night. And as Lee flagged down, he saw a 10-minute compilation of highlights were of the whole the whole game. So maybe I'm being a little bit harsh on him. Um I, I think actually it doesn't really matter. We've got really we've got really good fullbacks that all offer something a little bit different, granted, but it's not like we're talking about a poor fullback versus a rubbish fullback. We've got two really good. Uh, players that can play at left back, so I wouldn't really be annoyed if Zinchenko started. Or it's it's the, it's the beauty of I think what Arteta and Edu have done. We've now got a squad where in many areas of the pitch, I don't really care if you pick A or B. Do you know what I mean? Depends on the, the strategy of the match. And um, we all know that the Tierney is more of an up and downer. Um, we know that Zinchenko, I think, maybe offers more to the actual general play of the game and changes the formation a little bit of our, of our system, but. I don't really mind either way, Turkish, if I'm being honest. I think it will be Tierney, but I don't really have an overly huge preference either way, to be honest. Yeah, I said the same thing. I mean, I love Tierney. You know, he was my candidate for captain last year. I've said it, you know, many times before. But, and not only two, with Tommy Asu's performances in that position over the last few weeks, I think, you know, we've got three players that if I saw them in the left-back position for the starting eleven, I wouldn't necessarily mind. I'd be actually happy with it. Um, James, what, what do you think this Sunday? Do you think he's going to revert to type and go in with his new man, Zinchenko, or um, Kieran Tierney? Oh, it, it's really difficult. I think it was Old Trafford where Zinchenko missed the game before, couple games before, which I think were Villa and Fulham at home. And he brought him straight in, didn't he? So, uh, look, I think, I think he loves Zinchenko in that role because of the the way he slots into midfield, the control he gives us, the way he alternates with Xhaka. But you just feel after so long out, he missed all of October, didn't he? I mean, okay, he played the North London derby on the first. Yeah. Then he missed the rest of the month. He might, he might feel like it's a risk worth taking because there's only two Premier League games left. But, yeah. but... I uh, still just lean to Tierney. What? No, actually, I, I just have this feeling he's going to go for Sinchenko. But I, I'd go for Tierney because he played really well the other day. And I think he is still defensively more resilient than Sinchenko, just that little bit. I think there'll be times where Chelsea have spells in the game where they're sort of really on us because they're still a good team with good players. And I think you still want maybe Tierney to deal with those moments. Um, yeah, I'll and probably go... As much as Zinchenko, you know, you're, I agree with you completely there. As much as Zinchenko helped in that position with, with exactly what Arteta wants to do and what you said about Tierney defensively, I'd actually argue that Tierney offensively, out of the three choices we have, if Tomiyasu was fit, is probably the one that's more, most concerning to opposition in terms of getting into the box, getting strikes in, in and around the area. Um, he's probably our most offensive fullback in that sense too. I know Zinchenko slots into the middle and he helps it all tick along. But in terms of a goal threat, 
I think Tierney's the, you know, defensively, we say he's the best out of the three, but we forget to say offensively, he probably is the best out of the three too. Yeah, he's the most direct, isn't he? Direct, yeah. But the thing with the thing with Zinchenko and this midfield thing is actually when you're coming up a Graham Potter coming up against a Graham Potter side, it, it'll be interesting what he does with Chelsea because he's played a lot of different players and formations already. And actually that tends to be a style that he kind of adapts for every game. But if they get if they kind of do what they did against Brighton, which is have that back three and their wingers are really high and wide, Arteta might think if we just flood the midfield, that you know, we'll completely dominate this game. Um, and Zinchenko is the way to do that. So, yeah, it's a, it's tactically it's very interesting. Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll see. Just before Lee comes in, sorry. I mean, it's also about who will Chelsea play on their right side, and it's likely to be um, Aspilicueta and who's their right winger midfielder? Is, it, is that Sterling's side? No, that's Sterling's well, side. they they had Pulisic. Pulisic. So they. I think it's Brighton. They played a three-three-four. What's that? I don't think they. I don't think Potter even knows the best forward line mm. yet. No, because he's he's been playing with. I mean, their wing backs on paper, which is Sterling and Pulisic, but they're really hard up the pitch. At least that's what he did against um, Brighton. I'm not sure what he did against Salzburg. But that's very attacking. So I think Espinoqueta is going to return. Yeah, I'm going to sneeze. Fucking hell. I think I think the one thing that was interesting yesterday, and you can look at this two ways. Uh, 15, 20 <laughs> minutes to go. He never he never brought on the he never brought on Chinchenko, like you know. So it could give him twenty minute run. That would have been like not ideal going into the, the the Chelsea game. But also, did he think, oh well, I hold him back for the Chelsea game? There. So there's two ways to look at it. Um, mm. But 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 you know, Tierney took a knock at the end. Um, I don't think it was that serious. I think it, it was more playing time. Got a kick on the ankle, like you know. Is Tierney up to playing um, two games in quick succession? That's the that's the the thing now with with him, like you know. So it may be a case of starting Shinchenko and then bringing on Tierney to to um, see it through at the end if if we're winning, like you know. So if, I, I think again, you know, it's an interesting. That will be the interesting. Um, um, Debate going into the starting eleven because everything else sort of takes care of itself at the moment, doesn't it? Really, you know. Um, it's a good debate. It's a good debate to have. You know, I mean, this time last year we might have been saying, "Shit, Tierney came off with a knock. Or do we start Kalasenac on Sunday?" You know, it's do, very, we it's very, do we have to mention that name? Can we? Keep very difficult. I mentioned, I mentioned it to my life now. Like, you know. I mentioned it so we know how far we've come, Lee. You know, we know how far we've come from from those days, just you know, over a year ago. And and the, this debate is a much more positive, healthy debate yeah. to have, considering we're happy with all of the choices. Um, it's just tactically which one makes more sense, or fitness wise, which one makes more sense. That was the segue into the Chelsea game. We have discussed the left-back situation before. Jordan, I know you want to say something. Yeah, just um, <laughs> on the game, just more generally, <clears throat> it's a big game. And I think it's a big game, but not only because it's Chelsea, it's a derby. But we are, I'm not quite there yet, but we are moving into a space whereby I think, and I'm, when I say I, I think we, I'm probably talking to myself, we have to now start adopting an attitude of why can't we win the Premier League? I think there's a lot of talk about the default setting for people being that City will win the title. Now, let's be very, very clear. The smart money is on Manchester City's win the Premier League. That's, the, that's just the smart money. They've got the experience, the squad and the manager. 
that says to you, those three key elements that says to you, they are more than likely going to be Premier League champions in May. However, whilst we're top of the Premier League, and if we can get to the World Cup, top of the Premier League, I think our mindset as a fan base and indeed as a club has to then change and say, well, hang on a minute. No. Well, we're top of the league. And when that changes, we can reevaluate and reassess. But whilst we're top of the league, we're going to win the Premier League. We are the best football team in the country right now. Fact. It's a fact. I know City are, the, are probably the better footballing team. But right now, if you look at statistically, we are the best team in the league. So at what point does our mentality change to this kind of, oh, yeah, we're going to give it a go, but we'll take second or third now. And again, I'm talking to myself here, to, well, why can't we win the Premier League? And, and not only that, we are going to win the Premier League. And if we don't, we don't. If we don't, we don't. But at some point, I think our mentality has to match the evidence on the pitch, which is that right now we are the best team in the Premier League. So I'm not quite there yet. But if we can get to the World Cup, top of the Premier League, that's the halfway point of the season. And if uh, halfway into the season, you can't feel emboldened to say, no, 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 forget City. Until they take first spot, we are the Premier League champions in waiting. Until they surpass us, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know by what? Our, by our mentality, do you mean our, our mentality, the fans, or do you mean the club and the people that are making the decisions? Well, I'd like to believe that the club are believing they can win the Premier League. I'd like to believe that internally, that's what they believe. I'm chatting about fans like me that are still sceptical and still when people say who wins the Premier League, like I said, by default, we always say, well, Man City went in it. And I'm like, OK, well, but we are still top of the league. So I'm kind of, I'm talking to myself here. I'm having a bit of a pep but talk still, to myself. I get, I get what you mean, but it is still incredibly early. Yeah, I know. But, but, but no, but hang on, but come January, is it, you can't, in January when the World Cup has come and gone, you can't still say it's incredibly early. We're halfway into the season at that point. And if we have a two, three sure. point buffer, I think, like, I think there has to be a shift in mentality. Yes, we've played 12 now. We've got two more before the World Cup and then we've got two more just before 2023 begins. So we'd be on 16 games heading into January. So not quite halfway yet. I think I think halfway through January, that's when we we reach a 19-game mark to you okay. know officially okay. make it halfway. But maybe and that's also, lads, they've got Edison, haven't they? You know what I mean? Like, you know. Yeah, when, when, your, when your goalkeeper's better than us when our summer signing, it's not yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> just trolling. Yeah. I just keep going back to Edison, like you know, he's just gonna be the one, like you know, he's the game changer. I'm trying to be positive here. And like for once, big up the team and our prospects, and you're dragging me down again. I do think... sorry. <laughs> I do think um, subconsciously it is changing a little bit. Okay, let me speak from my perspective. Okay, I, I can't. I know I'm not going around sort of saying we're going to win the league. We, you know, that that we could chase City all the way to the end. I have those doubts because of the because of what City have done over the last five years and all that. I don't quite. I don't think we can make the jump from. 69 points last season to basically the required 91 92 that it's probably going to take to win it i think that's where it is you're talking about 25 extra points or whatever but at the same time i'm going into weekends and i'm looking out for city's result and actually when i heard i think it was just before we played forest i heard that if we win we go 10 points clear a fifth or something i hadn't even registered i wasn't even looking at where that puts us you know in terms of that distance from fifth and securing top spot, uh, top four. So I do think if other people are thinking a similar way, that mentality shift is subconsciously coming in. 
but there's the heartbreaks are slightly in terms of actually winning the thing because I think we're being realistic. You know, this isn't a Man City team that have kind of been getting over the line the last few years, won a couple titles here and there. They've been extremely dominant, even in an era where Liverpool have been exceptional as well. Liverpool have been unbelievable. When you really think about it, Liverpool have been unbelievable and they got one Premier League title. Mm. Um, so that's what we're up against. So, yeah, we can do it. With the right two signings, maybe in January, we can kick on. And and then you add to that Zinchenko, Elneny and Smith-Rowe's hopefully availability in the, in the new year. Uh, so we could be really well equipped for it. But City are just incredible. They weren't that great the other day against Leicester. Mm. They didn't have hard. Uh, De Bruyne, oh, let me just score a wonder free kick and win us the game like it's nothing. Oh, let's just bring on Ruben Diaz. It's like, oh, you know, <laughs> out of the, it's just another level. I, I was speaking to a, to a fan so, yesterday because like, someone asked me yesterday, said to me, like, do you know, do you think he's going to win the league? And I actually said City, I think, will win the league. And, and he got a bit, well, why? What, 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 you know what I mean? Got a little bit offended. And he said, why not Arsenal? So I said, well, because you know exactly what we've just been talking about. And he came up with some good points. He went, two, I'll give you some points why Arsenal can win this league or somebody else can win this league. He said, one, that Manchester City are four years onto a cycle now. We're aging a little bit. I went, yeah, OK, that's fair enough. Like, you know, if Haaland gets an injury, they're not as good as what they are. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, And, and then the third one, he said, you know, maybe... Because they've won the title the last three out of the last four, the Champions League is going to be their focus come in January, like you know. And and if we can keep in pace with them, you never know. And and I I, I thought well yeah they're, they're good points, you know what I mean. So what Arsenal got to do is continue to keep doing what we're doing and just hope that you know they take their eye off the ball and, and you know. But from from my point of view, if we keep aiming for Man City, then then the other things are going to take care of themselves. And, and that's what that's what we ultimately want. You know what I mean? Like, So I look at it and think, like, this is a massive game. This is a massive game. Ten points clear of Chelsea. More importantly, if we beat them, we're, we're 13 points. And I've heard Chelsea fans turning around and going, it's a must-not-lose game for us. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're going into the game thinking they take a point against us. That is the turnaround of Arsenal over. I've never gone to Chelsea and I can't remember the last time thinking we've got a chance a realistic chance of winning the game. I know we won there last season, but no one really thought we was going to win there last season. Yeah. But there is that optimist optimism now that we can go to places like this and get something. So there is a there is definitely a change because of the way we're playing. I think we've got to win our next two games, and then then I, I think if we would beat Chelsea and then beat Wolves, I am actually going to go into the World Cup thinking, yeah, we got a chance. I think. Sorry, John. When I, when no, you, go, I, you go, you go, you go. You know, the, the, the first 10, 12 games of the season have told me or given me is the belief that we're back to a top four challenging team. We are back to a team that, that mm. can make top four um, and we're confident in that. Now, what 20, 25 games will tell me if we are still there or thereabouts is we might be a title challenging team. I think that's when I'll start measuring the likelihood of maybe yeah. a title challenge between 20, 25 games. Reason being, it's been so long since we've had a team that's been able to, to, to keep up with the league leaders and, and actually have a title challenge that it's hard to believe yet. Until you see it, it well, in terms of me, until I see it or until I feel it, it's hard for me to, to, to believe it. Um, and so far this season, I believe we're, a, we're back to being a strong team for top four. And, and I can see us consistently making it now in the next few seasons. 
But what 2025 games will tell me and what January will tell me is, do the board and ownership have higher ambitions this for this season, considering Manchester City are somewhat in a transition as well? That just popped into my mind too. Maybe this is the season to try and pull it out the bag, considering, yes, Haaland's hit the ground running, but they, they're, they're somewhat in a transition. Sterling went, Jesus went, Zinchenko went. So the likelihood of them getting better next season is quite high, considering they would have had another season under their belts with the new, the new players coming in and not necessarily a new system, but a change up in the way they play. So again, Jordan, with halfway through the season, January 2025 games, I think that's when I'll analyse a, a potential I, title charge. I, I think you're right. I think everyone's definition of a title challenger is different. And my definition is... In the last eight to ten games of the season, do you have a realistic chance of lifting the title? So when you're talking about like March onwards, are you genuinely, can you look at your team and think we could win the Premier League? So that's my definition of a title challenger. That's why I've never really had Arsenal, uh, you know, as title challengers um, this season, despite our good form. But everything that James said earlier on is correct. City, you know, they can just have... Haaland out but De Bruyne will just do a worldy free kick and score and they'll bring on De- they're doing all of that and they're still behind us they're amazing they're doing really well but yet they're still behind us now some would say we haven't played them yet so you know if they'd have played that game a couple of weeks ago they might be in us and then things would be different cool maybe we don't know but the facts are we're top of the league I just think we're in a position now where by this Chelsea game I'm kind of with Lee's mates in terms of I think for us, it's also a must-not-lose. I, I, I think if we can get our sample of a point, that, mm. for me, keeps the gap between us and Chelsea. Because although I'm talking about a mentality shift in title challenges coming up soon, I think, I'm still thinking top four, as you did, as you mentioned there, Turkish. So if we can keep it like Chelsea at arm's length and we can get to the World Cup in where we the position, the position where we are right now, I think that leaves us in, in good stead for the second half of the season. I think we're very much still in a chance of in a position whereby it's bank top four. Bank top four, first of all, and then we can look at, can we finish third? Can we finish second? Can we push City for first? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very much still top four. Top four is the focus. But I'm just I'm, I'm just posing the kind of the point at some point, maybe in the next two, three, four, five, six, seven games, does our mindset have to shift to actually, let's go for it. Let's let's go for it. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I'm just saying, if we can beat Chelsea on the weekend, that might trigger a. Actually, you know what, Chelsea? How many points are Chelsea behind us right now? What's the gap right now? Ten, I believe. Ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. So if we beat them, that then goes to you know thirteen, fourteen. I mean, for the Chelsea to kind of come above us with a fourteen-point deficit. Again, that's a massive implosion. And then I think then the focus then becomes a straight shootout between us well, and City. Someone actually said it to me the other day. I think it was in the comment section. Um, it might have been the comment section of this show. So big up everyone that leave comments. But they said, out of the next 26 games, 14 wins and two draws or something along those lines gives us 76 points. And 76 points has never not made top four. And when you just read that out to yourself, 26 games, 14 wins and two draws. That's very attainable. That is very, especially considering how we've started the season, that's very a very likely outcome. So you are right. I want to secure, I want to bank top four first. Mm. And if we can bank it in January slash moving into February, that is the best time for me because then you can analyse maybe what's next. We've banked top four, but what can we achieve this season in terms of highest finish? And, and, and then we'll kind of know 
you know, the World Cup situation. We'll kind of know what we do in January or what we don't do, what Manchester City choose to do. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but I do want to, I do want to kind of segue the conversation into another area because I'm weary of time, and I think this does need a bit of a conversation. And that's this this BT Sport advert um, that Aubameyang has done. I'm not too sure if Jordan's uh, Jordan. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. So we've all seen it. Um, me and James had a little, you know, discussion about it yesterday on, on the match day live. What, what do you make of it? Um, let's start. Let's go back to you, Jordan. What, what do you make of it? I mean, I, I don't care about Aubameyang. And I said this when he left us to go to Barcelona. And everyone was like, oh, he's scoring goals at Barcelona. You see, we should have kept him. We should have kept him. Once a player leaves my football club, I just don't care about them anymore. Aubameyang is still a bad boy goal scorer. Wherever he goes, he's going to score goals. He's struggling a bit at Chelsea, but he's still got two or three goals. I just don't care. And BT Sport obviously have done the whole, they've built this fixture around the return of a Bamiyang. It would be great for BT Sport if it's 1-1 or 0-0. And then in the 89th minute, a Bamiyang gets the winner or a red card or something revolves around a Bamiyang. That for them would be the absolute dream bit of television. Turkish, I'll keep it short. For me personally, I just don't care. Keep him quiet. If he scores, he scores. My focus is on what we're doing. We need to go to Stanford Bridge, push out our chest, and go there with go there for the win. If he scores, if he scores, cool. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I'm just so over Aubameyang. I've never really been part of these fan base that have lingering. Oh, Aubameyang should have stayed. That's like uh, I've I've moved on. The minute he left, he had to go. I was cool with him going. I, Aubameyang was kind of dead to me from from that point. I don't care what he does. So that those kind of my thoughts on Aubameyang. Lee, you laughed. What do you make of it? Yeah, because do you know what? I, 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 I'm thinking about this before, like you know, before this advert come out. What sort of reception was he going to get? You know, is he going to get um, uh, a booed or, or whatever? No one really knows because he's, you know, he left on a on a cloud and and that, you know. And listen, he, he was fantastic for us. Let's let's get this out out in the open first of all. He was fantastic for us. Won us the the, the uh, FA Cup. I thought it was a brilliant sign for a brilliant goal scorer. Now, I, I actually was going up, going on the train yesterday, coming home, and we were talking about this. And I said, I'm not bothered. I'm like with Jordan. I'm not bothered, really. You know what I mean? Like, he's done what he's done. And, you know, it's all for publicity and all that. Like. And one of my mates turned around and said, no, Lee, he had a choice. He could have actually said, you know what? Uh... I don't want to disrespect Arsenal in yeah. any way. It's been a little bit harsh and everything like that. I'm not doing that ever. I'm not saying that, I, you know, and, and and it's going to get Arsenal fans' backs up. And it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, for me, it don't really bother me. Like, But there are fans that now are wound up by that situation, like by, by him doing that, because they actually thought, like, you know, a bit of respect, not go and do, to not go and do it. And I can see that. You know what I mean? He knows that there's a little bit of bad blood between Arsenal and everything there. He could have actually said, no, I don't want to do that. Is he getting paid for it? I don't think he is. I don't know. Jordan will probably know more than that than me. But um, for me, I'm with Jordan on this. It, it, it doesn't bother me. Do you know what? I'm not going to boo him on uh, Sunday. I'm not actually going to clap him yeah. on Sunday or anything like that. I'm, I, to me, he's just a Chelsea player now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how it is, like, you know. And... Um, I, I look at it and think like a lot of our, uh, Arsenal fans have got the ump because he's gone to Chelsea. 
but that, that I, I, don't, I haven't got the ump with him on that because at the end of the day, Barcelona didn't want him no more. He had to leave Barcelona. What's he going to say? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to retire now and all that. Like, you know, you have to put it in perspective on that point of view. The, the, the thing with this advert and all that, look, look, it's tongue-in-cheek as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bit of a, uh, a, a laughing thing. Like, if we win, you know what I mean? Like, you know, then then we give him a little bit of stick and all that. Like, he's put himself up for it. And I don't think he really necessarily had to do that. He could have actually turned that down. He hasn't. And that's probably going to upset a few Arsenal fans. And, you know... He's going to have to deal with that now, isn't he? Like, you know, it's the way he's left and everything. Like, was it under a cloud because of Arteta? But I'll tell you one thing in his credit, he's never slagged off Arteta. He could have come yeah. out and said anything. Well, he's not well, done that. He <laughs> kind of it. did, yeah. He, 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 <laughs> he, no. He's got the right to do You know, he could have gone like... No, know, of course, yeah. I, 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 I think, you know, he's done done that okay and all that, like, you know. And, uh, you know, don't don't get me wrong and all that. Like, it's probably hurting that he had to leave Arsenal and all that because it is a great club and all that, like, you know. But ultimately, I'm with Jordan on this, like, you know what I mean? It, it, I'm, I'm not really bothered either way. Personally, the, I'm not. But the, the I video, Arsenal fans are. The, the video where he said that, um, the you know, Arteta needs players who kind of just say yes and just kind of go along with whatever he wants, that, that annoyed me more. Because I was thinking, you're talking about these young players who have come in and stepped in an incredibly pressurised situation at a massive club and delivered where you weren't delivering. Let's be honest. He wasn't playing well his last 18 months at Arsenal. That annoyed me way more. I understand his feelings about Arteta. I don't really have a problem with what he had to say in terms of whether he doesn't like him or they're going to have a difference of opinion. But I didn't feel that that line on the, on the young players was right. That annoyed me way more than this advert. This advert, I, I mean, again, it, it's it's... Just kind of textbooks. No, it's not textbook stuff, but it's it's what I expected. BT, there's a there's a narrative there, and they want to sell that a little bit more. And Aubameyang is going with it. I kind of I kind of can't even really take him that seriously, if that makes sense. I think he's doing it, um, you know, to promote the match and have a bit of fun. I, I don't think he's sitting there going, "Yeah, I really hate Arsenal. Let's rub this into them." I, just, yeah. I think he's just doing it because he's asked to. I I can't really take it that seriously which is probably you know one of the criticisms you know that actually you kind of like you know the being late for the north london derby and those kind of things were kind of where some of the problems started so whatever i'm with jordan i kind of just left it in the past i, I think on AFTV we more than gave him a good you know goodbye and thank you for what he kind of gave to the club and we knew he's an incredibly likable figure who um embraced the fans as well in a way that a lot of other players um before him hadn't um so i credit him with that but um yeah you're at chelsea now cool i, I just don't care anymore i'm not going to boo i'm not going to clap i don't care and the advert i'm not that bothered about really so i started by saying i haven't got a lot to say on this but i'm um, just quickly and i know you've got to move on turkish couple of, couple of things the arsenal fan base i mean some of them are so pathetic the ones that are saying oh you know he's right he's riling us up if petr Cech did it when he came to arsenal or william did it when he came to arsenal the other way, they wouldn't have an issue with it then. So it's just what it's just what pl players that go to their old clubs do. They try to wind up the, the, their old fan base. It happens. Second of all, I don't understand this whole cheering and or booing players that come back to your stadium or 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 come or play the club that, that they've left. And I'll go one step further. I don't care who you are. If Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry, played for Chelsea or another club and came back to the Emirates and played. I'm booing him 
not because I don't like Thierry Henry, but because you're playing for the rival. When you put on another shirt, even if you're an Arsenal legend, for 90 minutes, you are the enemy. Yeah. So I'm not booing them. I wouldn't, I don't really, I probably wouldn't boo Bamiyang or cheer him either way. But my thing is, those that are booing him, don't boo him because of the advert. Boo him because he's a Chelsea player. But boo all the Chelsea players. I don't understand this whole, oh, he's, he, he, he should show more respect because of what... It, no, for 90 minutes, it's not personal. You are a rival. You're an opponent. You're the enemy. Afterwards, you want to give him a round of applause for that year he gave us when he won the FA Cup? Fine. But before the game, during the game, you are the opponent and I want you to lose. So... The advert for me is not the reason why I would boo him. I'd boo him because he's wearing a Chelsea shirt. In the same way that if you play for United, Spurs, any other club, I'm booing you because you're an opponent. Rant over. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I agree that, I agree with James that the, the leaked video annoyed me more because of the content of it. But the leaked video was released against his will and was probably recorded against his will too. Whereas this one, he agreed to it. And I... And it's not a big thing, but I guess it's part and parcel of what football has become. The rivalries are not as intense anymore. It's it's, it's pretty much it's a quite a childish advert, in my opinion. Maybe this is the old man in me speaking. Uh, you know, I, I remember when football was Roy Keane and Vieira. There wouldn't be no funny adverts like this. It would be real intense. You know, if they if they do speak about the game coming up, it'll be serious, real talk rather than little jibes and and, and cleverly edited videos put together. So. Listen, he done the video. It is what it is. I'm kind of with Jordan. You know, once he's left, he's left. But at the same time, I just feel like he didn't need to do that. I think he could have rejected the the, the opportunity yeah. to do that. But all in, I just think that what BT are doing in general has been good. But this one kind of, maybe because I'm an Arsenal fan, it left a sour taste. I just think it's quite childish. I think it's not necessary. But it is what it is. It's genius from BT though, because look, we're all talking about it, and everyone's yeah. everyone's retweeting and having their say. And now, you know, all the uh, UK viewers or wherever it is you can access it, you know, they they'll be under no, well, they'll know exactly where that game's being shown. Listen, if it was a if it was a Fabregas that did that, I would have been hurt. You know, a Thierry Henry, I would have been more than hurt. But Aubameyang isn't quite that level for me in terms of. Um, standing amongst the well, amongst I say Arsenal fans, but I'm going to speak for myself. Sorry, I know Lee's got a run just on the game itself. I'm really interested to see if we can keep him quiet as well. Yeah. It's a really good test for Saliba and and Gabriel to ensure that just remove all the emotion. Just he's he's, he's still a good marksman. He's still a, he's, he, give him a chance. He will probably take it. So I think from a footballing point of view, it's important that we focus and and we really do our best to ensure that we keep him quiet because Chelsea yeah. have some threats up top. But we should go there confident that we're the team in form right now. We're top of the league and we're com we're coming for three points. I'm not even convinced he starts this game, but if, if he does, if he does, I actually, I've got no doubt Gabriel and Saliba will beat him on the interception, beat him in the air, recover better than him and not allow his pace to be an aspect. I'm confident that the actual, everything up to leading up to the penalty era, they will deal with. But what Aubameyang's brilliant at is finding those spaces in the box, anticipating where the ball's going to be mm -hmm. and just burying it, whether it's mm -hmm. a half chance or a... And we, yes, we didn't see that as much towards the end of his Arsenal days, but he still scored goals at North London Derby goal in his last one. We pulled out the Henri celebration. That was a really good finish. You know, he still had that in him. We saw it at Barca. We've seen a little bit of Chelsea. So 
That will be the test. Can you keep switched on? Because you look at some of the goals you've conceded, some of the charts at Leeds, the goal we conceded at Southampton, uh, the Liverpool goal, the Firmino one. They weren't like... That was just teams kind of playing through us. And as they got near our box, Saliba and Gabriel maybe didn't quite know who was marking who or who to deal with, you know, who... So that that will be a very interesting test in that sense. I think looking at Chelsea, if we if we focus on Sterling and Havertz, I think the rest take care of itself in Agreed. terms of, in terms of let's say Oba finding space in the box. I think Sterling and Havertz mm-hmm. are the ones they try and play through the most, you know. And I think if we can, you know, Ben White against Sterling will be a very very interesting battle. And obviously with Havertz, depending on where, because he might play a false nine, he might play just behind, you know. I, I don't know who has to deal with him yet. I look at them two as the ones we need to kind of keep quiet and the rest will take care. Jordan, you agree? Kante, Chilwell, Kante, Chilwell, James and their keeper all out. We're not going to have a better chance of going there. I know we won there last year and the year before, I think. But this is a time for us to really push out our chest and go to the bridge and try and, you know, go for the win. They've got key players missing. Key players missing, and their players are good who are playing aren't exactly on form and hot. So we have to really go there and make sure that we impose ourselves. They are much improved under Potter. I know some of the recent results that defeated Brighton, all that, but they are improved. That they, they they have far more shots per game. They have, I think, better spells of possession, and I think they're still a real attacking outlet. And and Arsenal, you don't have one of those games where we are a control. We're playing well. We haven't got the goal. We've only got the one. And Chelsea's kind of quality gets them something from that game. So um, that's why this conversation about Jesus taking his chances comes up. Um, but yeah, but the bridge will always be a tough place to go. It's a bit like Old Trafford. We went there when United supposedly weren't great um, and we lost 3-1, you know, because we played well, but we were, a bit, we were naive in the end. So um, yeah, a test for Arteta in that sense. It's a really, fa- it's a really fascinating game, actually. Listen, and, and, and to be honest, considering time, I know... I know Lee's got to go record that invincible podcast rubbish that he does with Robbie. So I'm going to bring it over. <laughs> I'm going to bring it over to the Shots fired. I love it. <laughs> Lee, as you're top of the league, here's the league table again. Chelsea away this Sunday, midday kickoff. What are you going with? Chelsea one, Arsenal two. Oh, he took my fucking. Ah, right, cool. <sighs> James. Chelsea. One Arsenal one. Yeah, it's all mad. I was gonna say two one Arsenal. Um go with it. Just go with it. What if that's what you really think it's gonna be? Then oh, go mind with games it. there from James B. Mind games from <laughs> James B. I don't know what you're talking about. I love about. it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Jordan. I love James. <laughs> one, you know. Win win back to back games at the bridge. It'd be three in a row, and that doesn't three, that yeah. feels yeah three in a row right. Yeah. Three wins at the bridge in a row, and we drew our test is unbeaten. Three trips to the bridge. Go on, never James. Go on, James. One one. <laughs> one one. You went for one one. Yeah, I did go for one one. It was well, actually. I'm all right with that because I, I remain above you either way. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Cool. What was that yeah. comment about last week on the Turkish above Lee? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like yeah. I said no comment. <laughs> Jordan, where are you going? With? Goalless draw. Goalless draw. Goalless draw. Interesting. No man. one's. Interesting. Uh, excuse a... me. Then we'll feel like we might lose That's this. why I'm at that top because I believe in the mighty guys. <laughs> I tell you what, if Lee gets this right, he starts to pull away from us. 
Yeah, that's all right. Don't worry. It's only it's only a few games into. It's the early. Season. It's early, James. It's early. Don't worry. It's early. It's early. It is. Early. I don't know, what, Jordan. Listen, I don't know what you're worrying about. <laughs> <laughs> Bessie puts you out of your misery, quite frankly. <laughs> the sooner the better. That's it. Jordan's just looking to bank top four, and he's what all right. I am. <laughs> what we know now that Jordan's put it to nil nil is there is one hundred percent going to be, be a goal. goal. <laughs> yeah. A goal will score. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five seconds into the game, I'm out. Jordan score will be written off. Done. <laughs> oh, I just think I, I do. It's hard. I know I'm going to be one-one, but I am. You can change confident. it if you want. No, I'm not change it if you want. No, no, no. He's gone down now. He's gone down. <laughs> Look at Lee. <laughs> ah, cool. Just for the benefit of the viewers, Lee has gone two-one Arsenal. Me and James have gone one-one, and Jordan's gone nil-nil. So if Arsenal get the win, then Lee is the only one picking up points this week. He's currently top of the table. So let's see what happens, people. I actually hope that Lee does pick up the points because it means we've beaten Chelsea away at the Bridge, and it means you know, like Jordan said earlier, we start to believe a little bit more. We are gonna wrap it up before we do lee comments of the day yeah the comment of the day i've gone for uh uh life is so much better with lee in it oh no 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 <laughs> what well, reading your text messages mate That's yeah. what the yeah. comments. it's from maxime mohammed and he's gone great pod as usual so interesting lively funny so much banter love it to the max with loads of emojis of hearts and love hearts and so, and I thought like we're going with a positive one today, like now. Big so, up, Mo. Big That's up, Ma- Maxine. Is, Maxine. Oh, Max, even sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Mo, Mo, Mo too. <laughs> Whoever you are, Maxine. Thanks for that Maxine comment. Mohammed. Thanks for all the comments. But do you know it was uh, uh, four hundred and thirteen oh. comments? Wow. Four hundred. We had to go through all of them, right? You know what I mean? So, uh, four, but what, how many? Four hundred thirteen. Four hundred thirteen comments. Wow. Ash, fair play to all of you. That's, yeah. that's Let us know what you guys think the score will be as well. Let's let's get them involved, the the, 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 yeah. the viewers. Let us know what you think. And if you actually are pissed off with a Bamiyang, are you gonna boo him or do you care? Or does it you know do you feel hurt that someone that you know did a good did a de- and decent job the for right us? predictions we're perhaps we'll mention a few names. We'll read them out, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll pin I'll pin a comment in the comment section asking for predictions. Everyone leave their predictions for the scoreline underneath that comment, but continue leaving <coughs> your comments as usual, people, so we can go through comments of the daily. Was that the only one you picked that? Yeah, that was it. That was it. Like, there was a couple more, but like, you know, um, yeah, they're all praising James one. and uh, Jordan. So, man, he wants to hear that. He wants to hear that. All right, cool. James Lee, Jordan, love as always. People, hope you guys have enjoyed another Forever Arsenal podcast. Like I said, it will soon be on all audio platforms, so look out for that. We'll let you know right here when it is. Apologies for the delay and all of that. And we move. We move on to Chelsea at the bridge this Sunday midday. And we are back Monday Monday midday. The next pod will be Monday midday. We're recording it Sunday night after the Chelsea game, so it'll be out nice and early on Monday. So look out for that. Hopefully, it's another good one. Hopefully, we're all smiling. Because if we are, it means the Arsenal have got another three points. Love for the love as always, people. Hit the like button on your way out and continue showing the same love and support you've been showing all season. Peace. We're out. Sports Social Podcast Network.